Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. This is the Ed and Bob Show. This is our uh, fourth episode of Opening America as America Tries to Get Back to Work. This is being recorded on June the 3rd, as some people refer to as the uh, Ode to Billy Joe Day, because it was the 3rd of June, another sleepy, dusty night. No, Delta Day. (laughs) Trying to get my wife to remember these things. My wife, Kim, is joining me, so I'm glad you're with us. Uh, and Ed Brantley's also with us. I'm Bob. He's Ed. Ed, how are you doing, sir? Hello, Bob. Long time no see, buddy. Hope things were going well for you and everybody listening today. It's nice to be here, and I'm glad to be alive and be able to sit here and talk and tell my thoughts about the world and listen to your thoughts about the world, too. One of these days, we got to get together and have lunch, you know what I mean? So, uh, tell you what. How's everything at the Thomas household? Hey, Ed, glad to hear you're doing well. Well, let's get this show started. we got a lot to talk about, lots going on. How's everything going on at our house? Well, uh, dear, uh, we've had a dog for how long now? Three weeks. Seems like a week. It does. It, does. Uh, it went very fast. Yes, maybe one day you'll let me just do a whole show on her. Uh, no, probably not going to happen. <laughs> uh, but we do have a new dog, and... Uh, and so that does, it's like having a kid around me, and you're up all night, and not all night, but I mean, you get up and things like that. Sure. So, but it's it's a welcome addition. Um, we weren't sure about if we wanted a dog in the house or not, again, because we used to have three, and we lost all three of them in a couple of years from uh, old age and illnesses, and that was kind of tough. Uh, still working from home. Uh, I've been doing also besides working from home, I've also been doing a lot of wood repairs. I've now got my uh, drill and my um, saw and all that stuff out several times, right? I'm very impressed. He's done excellent work. Totally redid my bench. Yeah, I think you're just impressed I was doing anything. But yeah, we did a bench and did the deck and things like that. But uh, we're here and still at home. Today, 79, 80, something like that. I think it's like 85. Since all this thing has started. Um, It's kind of crazy... um, you know, you get used to this new um, norm, and uh, you you know at some time you've got to go back to your previous norm. So I kind of look forward to doing that as well. So, uh, Ed, how is everything at your house? Well, Bob, I'll tell you, this week we've got a house full. Uh, my daughter from Birmingham is here with a brand-new baby and her husband, then we have our grandchildren from the Knoxville area, Jessica and Joseph. And by the way, she's pregnant again. And we have Johanna. And then we, I have my mother-in-law here. So, yeah, I'm, I got a house full. And, and also, you know, I went to a dermatologist recently, and she gave me this cream to put on my face. I think you did this one time, Bob. Anyway, I put this on. She said to do it three weeks Heck, man, I'm telling you, the first week my face broke out, I looked like the walking dead or something. Man, it was awful. But I guess that's a cancer under the skin. But daily life is going along okay. It's good to have friends and family, and we're kind of close-knit now, so we're kind of staying together and staying close to the house and not getting out too much. And at my age, I shouldn't be getting out too much anyway. Now, I don't work. You know, I'm retired, so any work that I do is about three hours a day, and then I got a nap for three hours a day. (laughs) There are no movies to watch except on television, although I have been watching Netflix a lot. And there's a series on there I want to tell everybody about that my brother turned me on to up in Washington. It's called Broadchurch, and it's an English 
series on Netflix about this uh, detective and his assistant. It goes on for about three seasons. It's really, really good. We're trying to spread it out so we don't use it all at once, you know. And uh, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear about Coach Major's passing. I really am. He was a great guy, just a wonderful friend. And Bob, I know you knew him very well, too, at the golf tournaments. And every time I think of Coach Major's, I think of Bobby Denton. I just can't help but separate those two. So, you know, that's, that's kind of the way it goes. So, Okay, Bob, America is opening up from the coronavirus. While the country has protests, man, rioting and looting coast to coast. How do we come out of this? Yeah, Ed, the passing of Coach Majors um, was a very sad thing to hear this morning. Coach and I were friends, had been for quite some time, and um, uh, sad to hear about it. Uh, he was an incredible man, incredible coach, uh, very knowledgeable. You know, he was um, he could recall things like nobody ever seen. You ask him about something that happened 20, 30 years ago, he'll remember it like it was yesterday. And uh, I was very honored to be his friend. So uh, I hate that we lost Coach Majors. Uh, I really enjoyed um, being around him. And uh, he was quite an icon in college football. Uh, And uh, we'll miss him. Well, I hear you got an entire house full of people, grandkids, mother-in-law, everybody's there, and that sounds like fun. And yes, that burn, that face, that dermatologist thing they do where you put that stuff on your face every night and it just fries your face. Yeah, did that, been there, done that, all that. Um, and now that you mentioned a new series, uh, Broad Church, so we'll have to check that out. Now, we watched a new series. It's on Apple TV, which Apple TV we're not extremely impressed with. But we've got it a free trial for a year because I got a new iPhone. And uh, what was that show we watched? Defending Jacob. Yeah, it's it's only eight episodes, and that's it. It's it's eight one-hour episodes, and the show's over. And uh, it started off strong, and then it um, ended to where I wasn't really satisfied. Would that be a fair statement? A fair statement. It lags. It takes its time getting to the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does and, you know, it didn't know where it was going. Yeah, it didn't know how to end. It's one of those shows. Our opinion. Yeah, my opinion. So you may love it. So check it out if you have Apple TV. Watch it. It's called Defending Jacob. All right, let's move along here, Ed. We are reopening America, and people are trying to get back to work, which I know we need to do. I'm anxious for us to get back to work. And then this morning, I saw that in where we live here, folks, I know there's people all over the world that listen to us, 33 countries at last count. But here in East Tennessee and Knox County, in this area where Ed and I live, this morning, they had the biggest spike reported in coronavirus since March, since for two months. And I don't know if that's because we're getting back to work or people are going out and being around people or what, but... Sad to hear that. You, Ed, uh, I don't know if coronavirus fear is going away or not, but um, maybe people are s- just tired of hearing it. There's a certain point where they say, well, I'm tired of hearing it, so I'm going to move on. But, dear, I don't think you can just say you're moving on from a disease. I don't think you can either. And I know people are tired. You were saying how many days it's been. I believe it's been 85 days since we literally started shutting ourselves down. And even the smallest things are monumental now. If I'm going to put my mask on and go into a Target store, that's like a big, big deal. But yeah. people are going to have to remember to do that. 
Then um, uh, we've got a list here of things to cover. The death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Um, I'll give you my quick thoughts on that. This is horrific. I, I am the type of person that cannot stand police, police brutality. Any kind of uh, brutality by anybody in authority. And when I saw that, uh, it made me ill. And um, I, I don't, uh, I, I didn't like it. I, I, listen, I'm a big supporter of the police, but there's there's some iffy people, or, or iffy people is not a good word, but there are some people that get uh, feel like they're very powerful just because they have been put in authority position. And listen, let me tell you what, if you can take another person's liberty from them, their freedom from them, that is a huge responsibility, and it cannot be taken uh, lightly. So I will say that about that. Uh, uh, let's see, peaceful protests, are they good, and how long will they go on? You know, I, I think I think protests are good. That's basically how America got started, wasn't it? So peaceful protests, they can go on forever, or as long as they want to, for about whatever thing they're protesting because that's to me that's what's great about america is that we have the right of uh, freedom of speech uh, assembly things like that and uh keep thinking of a tenement square and that awful day that happened there uh i'm glad we live in a country where we can protest peacefully uh and, and so i don't know how much longer it'll go on now the rioting and the looting to me that's another thing I saw where somebody, some political talking head, said that uh, rioting and looting is a form of protesting. And you know, I'm sorry, I I, I can't buy that. Um, I think that protest all you want, but you, then you can't go and steal from other people and say that's okay. That's a form of protesting. I don't buy it. The reason I think a lot of the rioting and looting goes on without being stopped is because the people in the people have uh, good minds are saying I don't want one person out there to have another tragic incident like happened in Minneapolis, uh, and and sometimes in the heat of a moment something can happen. I think that's why they let some of it go on, but I think at some point you got to stand up and say, hey, okay, listen, this has to stop. If it doesn't stop. You're going to be arrested, and the police have to be able to um, serve and protect and protect the property of others. So to me, um, you know, at some point we've got to stop it, and people have to uh, act responsibly. If you're going to protest, protest, but don't infringe or take other people's property. Dear, anything you want to add to that? No, I just agree with everything uh, as far as being the responsible person if you're arresting someone and then this looting is an excuse for some to do just that and they, they have nothing to do with the protest whatsoever okay ed so tell me what are your thoughts on all of this you know the reopening of america is going strong now and everything's reopening i even saw where dollywood's going to open june 15th i think it is and and so it's 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 past that and there's going to be people with the virus there's no doubt about that i think i saw where already on the first day of reporting that it's it's a lot higher than usual so but with all this rioting going on you know these people are standing side by side i mean they're right there screaming at each other so i think the coronavirus fear is going away and the rioting fear is coming on but i i have not met one single person has the coronavirus have you 
Not one single person, and I don't know of any. Um, so I do hear a lot about some type of a, uh, I don't know, you know, some type of a ploy or something, but all these deaths have been reported. I'm sure that can't be true, but it's, uh, it's pretty scary. I'm glad I live where I live, I'll tell you that. Now, the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis, that was a horrible thing. Those pictures of that policeman with his knee on his throat, choking him to death, horrible. And you know, that's not the first. I remember back in the 60s, <laughs> one of the few people who can do that, I guess. I think it was back in 67 or 68. I was in Colorado Springs in the Air Force, and we flew soldiers from Camp Carson, which is also there in Colorado Springs, up to Detroit to shut down the riots there. There were riots in Los Angeles. They like to burn down the city of Los Angeles completely. So this is this is some, not the first time this has happened, but it is a horrible thing about America. I don't understand why we can't get black people up to the level after all these years that they're comfortable and everybody's comfortable with them. Why is there racism in this country? It doesn't make any sense. There's no reason for it. But there is a what I think is a white privilege. You know, if a police officer stops a white person, it's different if they stop a black person. There's no doubt about it. And I don't know why it's that way, but I feel it really is. And I'm sorry for that. It's just it just breaks my heart for sure. But it the protests, if they're peaceful, that's okay. I don't think it'll make any difference. How long will they go on? You know, I heard today that they had razor wire around one of the department stores in New York City. Imagine that. And these stores are closing. H&M, they've closed all of their locations. This is going to kill New York City's economy with the tourists and everything, with all these department stores closing, and, and in other parts of the country. Uh, so it, 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 that's not a good thing. It, it, our economy is already down because of the coronavirus. All these hundreds of thousand people out of work, and now this comes along, and it's going to keep adding to it. But the rioting and looting, it's not being handled correctly, no. I think, the, who are the people who's doing the rioting? Who's the people that are doing the looting? They're people who see an opportunity to get something for nothing. It's as simple as that. Now, if and, and if you protect your business and protect your store with razor wire or M15 or whatever, that's the way to do it, because they'll go somewhere else to do the looting. And you almost have to do that. But rioting, there's something underlying going on with this. I think it's some type of a revolutionary organization or something that's creating this. I heard, now it's rumor, but I heard that at these locations where they're having demonstrations, that before the demonstration, a truck pulls up and, and drops big boxes of bricks on the street. Now, of course, I'm down here in Lenore City, and that's just rumors, but something you see on the Internet, and there's a lot of that. But, you know, how does this affect the recovery of the America the, for the pandemic? Uh, that's what I don't understand. How, what do you think, Bob? Well, you know, this is strange territory we're in, um, trying to recover from a pandemic, which we never thought we'd have in our lifetime, and then have protests and rioting going on across America. Of course, another thing. There's 380 million people in the United States. Less than 1% of that is actually rioting and looting and probably protesting. I mean, less than that. So there's a whole lot of people at home that are um, 
not being involved in this. And there's a whole lot of people that know how to support people, but they don't have to go down the street and march up and down. And certainly there's a whole lot of people that would never harm somebody else's property um, or uh, uh, loot uh, places. Uh, so uh, this is this is strange ter- territory we're in. Um you know, obviously, how we're recovering from the virus with these protests going on. We just had the spike locally I talked about earlier. Uh, Ed, uh, protesters are not socially distanced, if you will. I mean, they're side by side. We're going to find out in about a month if we're going to have a spike from all the people uh, that have been out in the streets side by side, shoulder to shoulder, and see if that's going to make it tougher or, you know, make a resurgence of this virus i don't i don't know i don't i really don't know other things going on in the news mail-in voting is that going to be a reality and is it safe in the sense of can it be uh, uh, believed that it's legit and listen i have no problem with everybody in america voting a lot of people say oh you don't want that um i don't have a problem with everybody in america voting everybody has a vote I'd like to see them exercise it because right now we're sitting at about 10% of the people is all that vote. And that's kind of a sad state of affairs when only a tenth of the people decide what we're going to do. So mail-in voting, dear, you have a thought? Well, what's to keep someone, say a grandchild, and the grandmother gets the ballot, and she's not able to fill it out, and the grandchild has totally different political views? What's to get... What's to stop that person just filling it out in that household and mailing it in? Or mailing them all in if there's seven people there that can vote? I didn't thought about that. What about somebody at a nursing home? Yeah. And the person's not even able to talk or move or anything. And somebody at a nursing home gathering 50, 60, 70, 100 mail-in votes. I don't, you know, and uh, you bring up a good point. And I have no answer for that. So I do not know how you do that. We can buy things from Amazon with our credit card. It seemed like there should be some way we sh- could be able to vote. But, boy, I don't know. That's going to be a tough one. Um, another thing, private space flights. Okay, I saw the SpaceX and uh, uh, the fancy uniforms, and I'm, I'm waiting for them to have, like, NASCAR stickers on them, you know, presented by Ford Motor Company. Um or no, in this case, I guess it would be Tesla, yeah, right? really. <laughs> so what, what's your thoughts on the way we've got private people doing the spaceships that NASA is going up in? It, to me, it's a little sad that we not, are not, as a government, financing our own space program. Well, maybe we don't have the money to, and if you've got somebody else willing to do it, then why not? But then they'll control it. Uh, to some degree, it's still going to be a collaboration. Okay, uh, I'm gonna, here's the question. You get, you get that answer, and I'm going to answer, too. Are we going to go to Mars in the next five years? I say no. Uh, we're going to go to Mars in the next 15 years. Maybe? What's your thoughts on five years? Five years, no. What about 15? 15, again, maybe, and depending on what you mean by go to Mars, actually have a person go yeah, there and personal. land, like the moon, uh, landing on the moon. Uh, yes. Would 15. you go to Mars? No. Would you go to the moon? Sure. You'd have, if they had a flight for a commercial flight going to the moon, you'd go? <laughs> no. You know, hey, hey, there's a lot of things I haven't seen on this earth. Much yeah. less go to another planet. I'm not planet. Even sure I'm going to go down the street, and you're already going to the yeah. moon. How about that, Ed? All right. Uh, stock market, I don't, you know, I don't even understand it. It was up again today. Uh, stock market, no matter what happens in America, it just seems to go up. 
I believe a lot of this is because people, there's a lot of people that are in financial circles that think Trump will be uh, landslide reelected and that it will be great for the economy. Dear thoughts? I totally agree with that. And uh, anyone that doesn't, I, you know, I, I don't understand it because I think he's the driving force of getting the economy back, back up and rolling. And, you know, sometimes when I read these things, he can't win for losing because um, everything he does, the um, certain media just want to bash him. But I do believe that um, he's the driving force for getting us back up and rolling. All right, Ed, your turn, brother. You're up. How do we recover from the virus? And what about all these protests in the streets? Is that hindering this? Well, Bob, I'll tell you. You know, I don't know that we can recover from the virus. I think it's going to take maybe a year more years to do that if we do. But now the problem is the protest and the rioting. This, this is just horrible. And, and, you know, you have different government officials saying one thing, and, and Trump's, Trump is very strong in calling up the National Guard. And, and I saw those comments where he said, if you jump the fence at the White House, you're going to be eaten by a dog or something. And it, I think there, there has to be some type of a uh, cooling off period here. We, what we need is someone to stand up and say, Look, we're going to be okay. Let's just all get together here and and try to do that. But the virus, I think, is the least of our problems right now with all the protests going on in the streets and everything. So, uh, you know, I think I'd rather have the virus than my store burned down. (laughs) You know, that's for sure. Okay, uh, it's voting season, and uh, we got the primaries coming up here pretty soon. And, you know, I think mail-in voting is okay. I don't know if it's that safe. If someone wants to f- throw the election, they probably could. But um, you might get more people to vote that way. And I, don't, I do love that SpaceX plane. Did you see the, the uniforms that the astronauts were wearing? It's so cool. And they get in this little car with the, no doors on the side right out to the launch pad. Well, I think I think uh, Elon Musk is he's he's nailed it, buddy. He's going to be the one, probably the richest man in the world pretty soon. But the private space flights on SpaceX, perfect. So I think it's it that's all good. And I haven't been following the stock market too much, so I think it's up. But I'm, you know, that's the least of my thoughts right now. As a matter of fact, because I think this uh, rioting is going to take over and and be pretty bad. So. So how and when do we get back to normal, Bob? And are things going to be changed forever? Oh, I don't know. You know, um, things may be the where they never go back to like they were. And I understand you have progress and things move on, but not this drastic thing of where everything shuts down and then we come back with a brand new normal. I'll I tell you what I do think. I think, um, I think this coronavirus has probably pushed a lot of baby boomers out forever. And I realize they're dying now, but I mean, out of the market, completely out of jobs, um, even though they had the most money. The baby boomers have most of the money in their pockets in the world, and um, or in the country, rather. And uh, they're dying, but also they're being pushed out of the job market. So I don't know how that's going to affect, but I think that's maybe the... Uh, part of this, uh, the way things are changed forever. Uh, What do you think, dear? I do think things have changed forever. It's just like after 9-11, but that was um, our nation. 
um, somewhat, <clears throat> and we had to change and adapt. So I think this is globally, and you just can't have the world as it was. And so it was our health, and our, you know, health, health, health. And I believe that things will never go back to this easy breezy, never wearing a mask anywhere, never being cautious, never washing your hands like you did, having sanitizers, and just using far more common sense and acceptance that we have to do this. So, Ed, the world has changed and America has changed. Yeah, I do think it's maybe changed forever. What are your, what are your thoughts? Yes, Bob, I think things are going to be changed forever. Uh, just like after a war, after uh, you know, after 9-11, all of that has changed the world so much. And this is going to change the world, too. I don't know that there's going to be ever a normal again. Uh, but it will change America. This is going to really change America. The fact that the churches have been closed for all this long period of time is changing America. People, you know, if you're not used to going, you might quit going. And... Um, you know, I don't know if a church can go bankrupt, but if they're not getting any money, they might. So I, I think that a lot of things are going to be different. We need to pay attention real closely to how things are going on. People who are out of work, they're going to be desperate. And that could lead to looting, too, and different things. So people are going to be desperate desperate in the weeks to come if we don't get something going here pretty close. So I think that's it for me on this side of the world. It's not not really positive. I'm sorry about that. But uh, what's your final thoughts on the world? You know, I uh, feel bad for several generations, the younger generation, their 20s or so. Uh, their world has been topsy-turvy. Uh, people younger than that, uh, you know, in elementary school, this they've been pushed around this year, but they their entire year life has not been pushed around like some of the 20 and 25-year-olds have been. People in their mid-40s, I think they're going to come out okay. They actually may uh, inherit some of the benefits of um, the world changing. And then the older people are um, maybe going to suffer. Um, um, the ones in their 70s or so, I guess the boomer generation. It's a, a difficult time for a lot of people. And I think that one thing we should always remember is that no matter how secure you think you are, one phone call in your entire life can be turned upside down, and you should always remember that. So don't take things for granted. Appreciate uh, what you have and work hard. And uh, uh, there's a lot to be said for living a quiet life, peaceful life with integrity and and, uh, character. So, all right, Ed. I guess we better get out of here. Well, once again, Bob, my uh, with, here's the thoughts that I have. Um, I wish uh, I, I wish Coach Majors rest in peace. And what a great job he did, not only here but up in Pittsburgh too. And a great East Tennessean, and it's sorry to lose people like that. But, but I guess we're all going to go on someday. And I think that we need to to stay tuned quickly on this and stay on top of what's going on. And folks, take care of your family. Hold them close. Tell them you love them. And watch out. Stay out of trouble, okay? Bye, Bob. All right. Thanks, Ed. Take care of your family and as well. Take care of all those at your house, especially when you got an entire, uh, <laughs> entire household full uh, of uh, in-laws and babies and daughters and sons and things like that. So y'all have a good time, and uh, I'm glad y'all are spending time together. You asked earlier, do I know anybody that's tested positive? Uh, yeah, I do. So uh, I know you said you 
to not. Uh, but yeah, we we have met people or know people that have tested positive. So we will stay on top of this, as you said, and we'll get together again. Dear, thanks for joining me on this one. Absolutely. And uh, let's reopen America smartly and safely and remember your health. All right, folks, take care of those who are cooped up by themselves. Make sure you keep our elderly safe and healthy, and we will see you next time. Just like the fellas said